Jane Alsop, a young woman living in London at the time, was preparing to retire for the night when she heard an urgent knocking on the wooden door to her father's home. In a slight state of confusion, Miss Alsop hesitantly ambled down the creaky stairs. Upon reaching the door, she was startled by another series of frantic knocks, jumping slightly while calling, Who goes there? Hearing no answer, she flung open the door to be met by a shadowy cloaked figure, who claimed to be a lawman. For God's sake, fetch a lantern! We've caught Spring Hill Jack here in the lane! Excited by this news, Alsip hurried to get a candle, for Spring Hill Jack was a notoriously malevolent character whose crimes were quite well known by this time. She soon found a candle and lit it, burning a finger in the rush to the front door in which the officer still stood, framed by the wooden door. He took the candle from Jane in an oddly suspicious manner, drawing the light ever closer towards the chest, slowly revealing his face. Upon full exposure, however, he belched forth a quantity of blue flames from his mouth, while his features were revealed to be those of a hideous creature. His goatee, chin, and pointed ears were elongated, while his eyes glowed red and his height seemed to increase ever so slightly. His shirt was gray with a glowing blue center. Most startling, though, was the transformation of his cloak, the outermost part of which he cast off, revealing a second cloak, which resembled, when spread, the wings of a bat. Without a word, he attacked, pouncing on Miss Alsip and rending clothes and flesh alike with long, sharp talons that appeared to be made of some metallic substance. Though in pain, she was able to break free, making a mad dash to the door and made it as far as the steps before the beast attacked once more, this time inflicting more wounds than before. Not surprisingly, she called for help, which arrived in the form of a terrified sister who grabbed the Jane away dragging her upstairs while the rogue bounded away over the rooftop and wall, cackling maniacally all the way. While the creature laughed, the memory never died. spring Jack had struck again. <laughs> talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> and then I'm talking <laughs> no but wait wait I have something for him boom shut down now you just fucking me aren't you <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids the weird history and eerie tales podcast on the wow <laughs> FY there's nothing wrong all right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales podcast. I am your host, Moses Soria, and with me is my brother. Yep. And today is just a two-man episode. Alchi is taking a very undeserved break. So while he does that... <laughs> undeserved, huh? So while Fuck. he does that, we are going to keep working. Do work, son. Uh, I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday, Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day, whatever you guys want to celebrate. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We are uh, still full of ham and whatever. And and we're going to keep eating fucking ham. For like a fucking. For a whole week. So um, that story you just heard at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. is uh, part of the infamous lore legend of the Fuck Spring-Heeled Lord. Jack. The Jack before the most famous Jack the Ripper. Which is the spring-heeled jack. And I think it's unfair to compare. And and you'll see why later on in this episode. I don't think you can compare Jack the Ripper to this fucking character. No, you can't. You, 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 yeah, you, you, you can't. Yeah. You can't. They're but like, they do. I don't know why. I don't know. But if you were... If if someone walked up to your gate and was like, Hey, like we just heard in the story. Like someone was like, Hey, we caught this dude. Go bring me in. What bring would, me light? Would... Would you help out the police if you were in her shoes? I mean, yeah. If I see the dude, I'm like, all right, he looks like a cop, right? I need light. We just caught the motherfucker. Oh, shit. They caught the motherfucker. All right, cool. I'll go bring some light. And I'll bring the motherfucker some light. I was thinking, couldn't you just say he wasn't in uniform? 
It was dark, bro. <laughs> he, he didn't have the little top hat, you know, the little round top hat. He didn't have the fucking baton, you know, the one that those Londoners used to wear. Those yeah. Poli- he, he wasn't wearing any of that. This motherfucker was dressed like fucking um, fan- the, the dude from fucking Phantom of the Opera. But anyways, that's what, today, that's what we're going to be dealing with today. The legend of Spring-Heeled Jack. So like I mentioned, before Jack the Ripper began his murderous hold on London, there was another Jack who mysteriously terrorized the same streets and back alleyways. At first, there was just stories of this ghastly monster who jumped from roof to roof. That is until in 1838, when this story became all too real after multiple women came forward with their personal accounts of being attacked by this ghastly figure. He was described as a shape-shifting figure, ghostly in appearance, and with gloves in the shape of claws. But the best description came from Jane Alsop from our intro story, and this is what she had to say. He had a hideous face with protruding red eyes and elongated ears and a similar chin with a small black goatee, and he wore a helmet of the sort an archer would wear. As to his attire, it was just comprising of a long cloak which he cast off before he attacked me and a tight-fitting shirt which appeared to be made of oil skin. Oddest of all was a second, shorter cape he wore, which resembled, when unfurled, the wings of a large bat. He was tall and thin as a rail, with a set of metallic nails on each hand and thin, pointed black boots. Off the bat, he already, he's already way scarier than Jack the Ripper. Scary as fuck, bro. This dude has two capes. Not, not just one. He has two capes, bro. And the second, a shorter one. The shorter one turns into fucking wings. This is like a steampunk hero. He's just threatened. And when, when she described him wearing <clears throat> the shirt to be made of oil skin. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm just picturing the fluffy shirt from Seinfeld. Okay. He was a pirate. He was just <laughs> a pirate. He was just a pirate. That's what I just picture him dressing like. And there's this... um. A uh, YouTube video of this series called Mysterium, something Mysterium. You can check it out. They have a little twelve-minute, thirty-minute video of um, of Springhill Jack, and the way they present Springhill Jack was as a um, steampunk villain. Yeah, where, which is like I'm a I'm a hoe for for anything steampunk. So I so yes, I love you are. Yes, you are. So let's talk about London for a bit and how it was a perfect place. For monsters to call home. So in the early 19th century, London was littered with reports of ghosts that haunted the dark streets of London. These ghosts, they were all human-like, pale, and they only preyed on people who walked who walked the London streets by themselves. One of these famous ghosts was the Hammersmith Ghost. So... The Hammersmith ghost was the ghost of a supposed suicide victim. No one's really sure, but that's what they're assuming. That's what the story is. Yeah, so that's the lore think, behind this That's shit. the lore behind it. So this ghost of the supposed suicide victim, whose existence actually set a legal precedent regarding whether someone could, quote-unquote, be held liable for their actions, even if they were the consequence of a mistaken belief, as they put it. So huh. basically... This ghost was the reason why some laws were put or some laws were amended or some laws were made in the UK. I'm going to find that out in a little bit. So this ghost, the Hammersmith ghost, would terrorize people in the Hammersmith area of London. The ghost was described as being very tall and dressed in all white. But was also said to wear a calfskin suit with horns and a large glass eye at other times. So this so this so this Hammersmith ghost, he was either a ghost all pale, or he was just fucking a dude in a fucking calf suit. Cosplaying. Yeah, he was just cosplaying. He was cosplaying. Not with just any other glass eye. A large fucking glass eye. And just eye, one. Dude. And just one. And just one. So the report started to pour in about the hammer about the Hammersmith ghost in late eighteen oh three with four victims. Two women one elderly and a pregnant lady, they were so frightened that they actually died from shock a few days afterwards. A brewer's servant, Thomas Groom, later testified 
that while walking to the churchyard with a companion one night, close to around 9 p.m., something rose from behind a tombstone and seized him by the throat. Hearing the scuffle, his companion turned around, at which the ghost, quote-unquote, gave me a twist around, and I saw nothing. I gave a bit of a push out with my fist and felt something soft, like a great coat. So here we have the first survivor. This dude's walking to the cemetery, walking to the churchyard, where the fucking Hammersmith ghost just propped out from a fucking tombstone and started choking the living shit out of him. Started choking a bitch. And this was started, and the hammer, and this dude swung at him, and all he felt was just soft, softness. So at the corner of Beaver Lane, while making his rounds at around 10:30 p.m. on January 3rd, 1804. A man named Girdler met one of the armed citizens patrolling the area, 29-year-old Officer Francis Smith. Armed with a shotgun, Smith told Girdler he was going to look for the supposed ghost. So just after 11 p.m., Smith encountered Thomas Millwood, a bricklayer who was wearing the normal white clothing of his trade. Linen trousers entirely white, washed very clean, and an apron which he wore around him. So this dude was just from head to toe white. So Millwood, so Millwood, he had been heading home from a visit to his parents and sister's house, who lived in Black Lion Lane. And according to Ann Millwood, the bricklayer's sister, immediately after seeing her brother off, she heard Smith challenge him, saying, "Damn you! Who are you? And what are you? Damn you! I'll shoot you!" After which Smith shot him in the left of the lower jaw. And killed him. This motherfucker got him? He got him. Which, I mean, first of all, Smith did every Smith did what we all say, what we all scream at horror movies and things to do. When they start shooting at things, everyone shoots the chest. No, no, no. Go for the head. And that's what he did. He went straight for the head. He went tactical, aimed at the head, took out his lower jaw, and killed him. So after hearing the shot, Girdler and Smith's neighbor, John Locke, together with a George Stow, Smith met Smith, who appeared very much agitated. But upon seeing Millwood's body, the others advised Smith to return home. Meanwhile, a constable arrived at the scene and took Smith into custody. Millwood's corpse was carried to an inn where a surgeon, Mr. Flower, examined the body on January 6th and pronounced death to be the result of a gunshot wound on the left side of the lower jaw with a small shot one of which had penetrated the vertebrae of the neck and injured the spinal marrow. So this dude took his whole lower jaw off, took chunks of his neck and, you know, of his spine. Which was the cause of death. <laughs> which was the cause of death. So Smith, he was tried for murder and was convicted to manslaughter and sentenced to death. But it was overturned and the sentence of hanging was changed to just a year of hard labor. Did you say why they changed it? Because... He didn't intend to kill him. It was just like, it sucked. It sucked that he did it. But that I, look, he it, it wasn't because he wanted to rob him. It wasn't because you know this. He was just like he was out and he was hunting, ghost hunting, like everybody does around this time. And this dude was showing up to him in all white, and he just blasted him. So now there was the self defense clause that was put into like a form of self defense, where like, yeah, look, I'm out. Like if you're out hunting or whatever. And like you see something in the bushes, something hairy, and you shoot at him, whatever. You're like, oh, I fucking killed the bear. I killed Bigfoot. Bigfoot. And you show up, and you just ended up like shooting me. Then I'm gonna, there might, you might not get charged for slaughter. You might get charged for something else. So that's what this ghost story set in precedence when it came to the law in UK. In the UK. The law of ghost hunting. Yeah. So then, so that was one of the most famous ghost stories that was going around the time. Uh, in London, you know, it was these yeah. type of stories that was going around London that people were talking about that made the story of Spring Hill Jack to be much more believable because it would be different if just out of nowhere you just started talking about Spring Hill Jack. You know, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? But if you live in a city that's littered with ghost stories and this and that and someone starts talking about this devil figure that's jumping from roof to roof, you're like, all right, I can see it. All right, this motherfucker may be real. Yeah, you know, like, I can see it. And another one of those ghosts, famous ghost stories, was the Southampton Ghost, which had many of the same characteristics that made spring Jack so infamous, such as being able to jump over houses and being over 10 feet tall. Over 10 feet tall. 
I mean, I'm not victim blaming, but I kind of am. It's like if you're gonna go to a blood neighborhood, why are you wearing we're blue? blue? Crack. Why? Why? Why wear blue? Street smart, son. Don't worry. this. Guy, he wasn't street smart. Like you stated before, all similar characteristics came from these early ghost stories. And here are some first alleged sightings of this Spring-Heeled Jack. So they first started 1837, 1838. Okay, and this first account for its victim of this Spring-Heeled Jack was by was a girl named Mary Stevens. Now, who was this Mary Stevens? Who was Mary Stevens? Who was this motherfucking Mary Stevens? Well, she was a server, right? She was a server. She was a server. And she was on her way going to work, and she just left her parents' house. Hey, Mom, Dad, I'm going to work. Time to suck today's dick. I'm out of here, son. So she's walking down the street. She's walking down the street. And there it was, 10 feet in front of her, this alley, this dark fucking alley. Now, like everyone knows, alleys are safe. Safest. Especially in London. Especially in London. Especially in fucking London. So she's walking, walking, minding her own fucking business, and then out of the blue. Surprise, motherfucker. This dark figure, claimed to be 10 feet tall, jumped in front of her. Immobilized her by gripping his motherfucking claws, not hands, his claws on her arms. You know what the motherfucker started doing? Or what did he do? He started kissing and licking her face. <laughs> okay? Started tearing her clothes, right? And started touching her all over. Right? And then she reacted immediately and she screamed for help. This scream scared this whatever the fuck she saw and just hopped and jumped away. All right, jumped away. Local residents heard all this commotion. They came down. They're like, man, what the fuck just happened? And she told a story. This big fucking shadow thing came at me, kissed me, licked me, touched me. His claws, right, felt wet, clammy, like of a corpse. So what the local residents did, they went and searched around the area to search for this aggressor. They never found him. They never found this motherfucker. And this is the first sightings of this healed, this spring-healed chat. Now, usually when people make attacks, right, they usually wait a week. Or so? Nah. Not Spring Hill Jack? Not Spring Hill Jack, motherfucker. Before you move on, what yeah. what do you think is scarier? Seeing this 10-foot monster jump out in front of you? Or seeing this 10-foot monster <laughs> hopping over houses and getting away? A little bit both. First of all, I hate jump scares. That's why I don't like watching... Horror movies. Quote-unquote horror movies. Right? I fucking hate it. I'm scared of watching some TikToks when I start hearing some certain songs. Oh. oh my God. This is a jump scare. So I start holding the phone sideways. And you still watch it? Yeah. You want to skip it? I shit myself. Fuck. Yeah, but I think jumping away is, is a little bit scarier. So like I said, the next day, there was another victim. And usually these, these, these villains have their own pattern on who they attack and how they attack. Nah. Not Spring Hill Jack. Not Spring Hill Jack, motherfucker. He's a wild card, motherfucker. He was, he was one of those eeny, meeny, mighty moes. Like, exactly. But this time, okay, this time, he chose a very different victim. And it was near this Mary Stevens' house. So what did he do? Well, later in reports, he jumped in the way of a passing carriage, causing the coachman to lose control, crash, and severely injure himself. That's all he did. He jumped in front of his carriage. The way he looked, scary as fuck. Scared the coachman. Lost control. Crashed. And severely injured himself. Do you know what this motherfucker did after? What did he do? He jumped away. Laughing. <laughs> laughing. Surprise, motherfucker, I got you. Now, he didn't cop a feel this time. But you know this motherfucker's a prankster. He cops feels and he scares the fuck out of people. You fucking Dennis the Menace cool now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So these two were the earliest sightings of Spring Hill Jack, but one of the most famous, well-known incidents, cases, is by, uh, uh, they call it the Scales case. Her name is Lucy Scale. Okay, and this is the story of what happened to Lucy Scale. So on 20th February, 1838, nine days after the attack of Miss Alsop, 
the story which you heard early in the intro, 18-year-old Lucy Scales and her sister were returning home after visiting their brother, a butcher who lived in a respectable part of Limehouse. So they're walking, walking down what's called the Green Dragon Alley. Sounds like an awesome fucking now, street to live in. I'm just saying, walking late night in the street called Green Dragon Alley doesn't seem the smartest move to fucking do. Well, so here's the thing. One of the things I found out about times back then, about, you know, the Victorian era times. Yeah. People were walking around all day and all night. Because some people worked night shifts. Some people didn't work at all. Some people were just homeless. So there was... A lot of hookers, too. Oh, they were unfortunates. Oh, they were my unfortunate. bad. They were my unfortunate. Bad. The unfortunates. It's I forgot of, the lingo. It's kind of like in Mexico. You know how sometimes... It's like 2 in the morning and the kids yeah. are still fucking running. Yeah, kids yeah. are playing shit. Yeah, that's how it was in London. So, it, to, to the, because we live in the hood, walking at 2 in the morning seems like a bad idea. You know what I mean? But, but she's living, apparently she's living in fucking Harry Potter world. She's living in what, Diagon Alley or what's the... Yeah, what, Green what, Dragon fucking go, Alley. Dude. Yeah, so... But but yeah you're but you're still right though like I mean and, and she's not walking alone though she was prepared because remember Spring Hill Jacks just likes to attack well apparently well, apparently, well, apparently, apparently apparently before reports where he just likes to attack people that are walking by themselves yep 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 so Lucy and her sister were walking on the way back home from visiting her brother and Lucy was up ahead and her younger sister or her sister was trailing behind for some odd reason she was trailing behind and there it was they both saw a weird dark figure in the corner of the falling alley. So they kept on walking straight towards it. And then, surprise again, motherfucker, Spring Hill Jack leaped out of this fucking corner, jumped in front of Lucy, and fucking spit fire in front of her face, which made her blind. I blinded her? Blinded the fuck out of her instantly. And she just dropped to the ground and started fucking just fetal position screaming. So her sister ran towards him, whatever, and this motherfucker, Springing Hill Jack, laughed again while fucking jumping away from her. Jumping away. I wonder what the fuck his laugh sounded like. They say it was a high-pitched laugh. You care to try it? I can't do high-pitched laughs. I know you can. I heard you scream before, bitch. That's screaming. That's not laughing. (laughs) That's screaming. That's not laughing. Yeah, so she got blinded. This motherfucker just jumped out of nowhere and just breathed fire. Not just any fire. It was blue fire. It was blue fire. It was blue fire. This motherfucker was magical, bro. She was so hot, it was blue. Which surprisingly didn't burn her fucking face off. It, but it just blinded her. I mean, that's what happened with with the Alsop case. You know what I mean? Like, when she answered the door. I mean, when when, when she handed him the fucking um, <coughs> the, uh, the candle. The light. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he immediately blew, blew flames. Yeah. You know, at her. And when the, and when the police ended up investigating and asking her what happened, like like did they like did he spray something? Did he have a device? Did was his mouth full of something? And she's like, no, he's just came out of he just came out of nowhere, he just fucking just blue deviled, cop the feel. Yeah, he just fucking, blinded and jumped away. So several hours later, her brother added on on this case that he heard the loud screams of one of his sisters. After momentarily leaving his house, so this happened literally outside his fucking house. Yeah, so they weren't. So, so they weren't. Yeah, too so far. they weren't too far. So he he was able to hear their fucking screams, and then he ran. Obviously, he assumed it was his two sisters, right? Because they just literally just left his house. So he ran and he caught up, and he saw Lucy on the ground in a fit. She was screaming. She was like, "I can't see." Blah blah blah. And then his other sister trying to support and hold her and calm her down, but there was no sight. Of Spring Hill Jack. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And Lucy later described this Spring Hill Jack as being a tall, thin, and gentlemanly individual who did not speak, nor did he try to lay hands on him. So not only the motherfucker was scary motherfucker, he was scary motherfucker with style, man. You know? Which is, which is weird. I'll be mad as fuck. I mean... When when they mentioned gentlemanly, they just mentioned they overcoat, coat, skinny, and a mustache. Yeah, you know what I mean. But one of the crazy things about this case was this is the first time that a that the victim saw him carrying his own apparatus. Like he was carrying a lantern similar to those that they used by the police. You know the ones that the police used. Yeah, yeah. He had that on him, so maybe that's what 
he helped him blow the blue flame at, at them or something. Because remember, both times that we have that, that we've heard of him blowing blue flame, he's had something on him. He had a candle. He had a candle, something. and now this one he had the fucking lantern. You know what what I mean? about the jumps, bro? He got hops. He just naturally got hops. Because he was the Vin, he was Vince Carter before Vince Carter. Son of a bitch. You know, so it took what? It took uh, Alslep, the the uh, Al Alsept getting her fucking face burned. Alsep, yeah. It took uh, the Scale Sisters to get blinded and throwing them. She never and she never recovered. She no. was she was like crazy going going forward. See the thing about all of all these victims, like he didn't, they didn't die. Well, the first four reports did. Oh no, no, no! No, no. I mean those no, 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 were no. like other stories. Yeah, of yeah, other, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, but for Spring Hill Jack, all the victims they all they, went crazy. They all went crazy. So he didn't technically kill them. He scared the living. Yeah, he scared the living. Yeah. So you know, so it took four victims, four different victims, talking about this crazy devil things reports that. Yeah. The fucking mayor of London had to get. It, he had he, to intervene. He had to get involved. So his name was, you know, his name was Sir John Cohen, and this guy received so many fucking complaints from all over London describing this bouncy house devil with eyes like balls of fire and hands like all icy claws. That he's like, what the fuck? Where? He's like, what? Another one? Like he was, it was like a DJ Khaled mixtape. Another, Another one. one. He's like, fuck, bro. So he had to, so he made it. You have to make an, an official statement. Yeah, this shit forced them to get involved. Yeah, he had to get involved. I want to know what the official statement was. I want I want to know if he was just like, look, I know we have reports of you guys talking about devils and things like where we are involved. That's how I pictured it. But during the statement, this thing he had, he actually revealed an anonymous letter that he received. And he was holding it back because he wanted to see, because his letter had a few clues that the public didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, like this letter had things rev- that involved Spring Hill Jack that wasn't out in the public. Yeah, you had to be <clears throat> there and then to know what some of the what was said in this letter. So he had this letter for a while. He was keeping it close to his chest. He was like, "All right, maybe people are just bullshitting." And then he had to go ahead and fucking make it official, and he had to go in front of everybody, and he had to read the letter, like this. The, like he read this anonymous letter, and this is what the letter said. It appears that some individuals have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardly companion that he durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three different disguises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil, and moreover, that he will not enter a gentleman's gardens for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager was, however, been accepted and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not likely to recover and become a burden to their families. At one house, the man rang the bell and the servant coming to open the door. This worse than brute stood in no less dreadful figure than a specter clad most perfectly. The consequence was that the poor girl immediately swooned and has never from that moment been in her senses. The affair has now been going on for some time, and strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. The writer has reason to believe that they have the whole history of their finger ends, but through interested motives, are induced to remain silent. So what I'm getting at, is, so the he receives this letter saying, look, there's, this, yeah. there's a bunch of board writers that, have, that want something to do. So they pay this dude. You know what? Go fuck up some shit. Just go make up some shit. Here, dress yourself. Be a ridiculous idiot. Bring the ruckus. Yeah, there you go. Bring, just bring the motherfucking ruckus. So, he, so the writer's like, look, he ended up doing it. But, you know, he took things a little too far. He started scaring a few people. Two of these women, they're never going to be the same. You know? And he's like, look, and for some time, like, we know... You know, we're going to stay, you know, like the papers ain't really writing about anything else. We're, we're bored. I mean, the writer of the letter, he's like, look, the, these writers, they're bored and they know they have to come. They come, they have, they have to come clean, but they're going to write this as long as they possibly can. 
So this letter is telling John is, is telling the mayor, look, this shit ain't real. It's just this asshole being an asshole. So you know, so don't take this seriously. But at the same time, while he's while he's reading this letter, he read this letter out to you know out to the public, yeah. and he gave two 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 um, and he mentioned two things in this letter that wasn't public knowledge. One of them was that some of these women, some of these people, some of these victims, they're going crazy. Crazy, crazy. Like, they're going crazy, and they're going crazy for life. Yeah. And the second thing is a spring Hill Jack. Because some people describe a bear, some people describe a ghost, some people describe a devil. It's the same person. So, like, we're dealing with this one asshole who's dressing up as whatever the fuck he wants to do and scaring the shit out of people. So, he's like, look, it's a joke. That's what the letter is saying. And he's kind of believing it, too. Because, obviously, you're not going to believe that there's this devil jumping up, you know, running around. You know, just can't scared, be tall, yeah, jumping yeah, over fucking jumping houses. Jumping over fences. Yeah, jumping over houses and stuff. But someone close to him was like, look, it's real because the consequences are real. Like, whatever, whatever's going, you still have to treat this as serious as you possibly can. Because even though he might not be a devil, there's these women who are being scratched up, who are being attacked. And some of them are actually going crazy. And while he was, go- and while he was doing this, yeah. announcing this, going, you know, announcing it, look, be vigilant. Keep your eyes out. Don't always be in groups. Please, if you see anything, please mention it to us, whatever. The Duke of Wellington, he was 70 years old. He read Dead Redemption himself and for days traveled through London on horseback, armed to the teeth, ready to kill the monster that was spring Jack. So many people are like, dude, this is real. Like, so he's like, man, fuck this. And he John wicked himself, got on the horse, and traveled through London, ready in case shit popped off. And he was 70 years old, and there was mobs of people who were like, at night. Yeah, fuck yeah. Kind of like, like we saw with the Jack the Ripper, you know, like in the Jack the Ripper case. Patrolling. They had to, you know, they're like, look, the police ain't take, they're not taking this as seriously as we are, so we're going to go out and we're going to fucking help out the police. And the fucking Duke of Wellington, like, I'm in. Let's do this. And he's motherfucking 70, bro. 70, bro. He armed armed to the shot. teeth. Armed on horse. On horse. How back. epic. Is there, there? There's no sketch on that, huh? No, this happened in 1840. I mean, there may. Oh, if. I don't know. I mean, if they got this motherfucking drone fucking drawn out. I mean, there might be a picture of the Duke of Wellington. Okay. He might not be all. We'll just use our imagination then, yeah. I guess. So. A pecu- so while this is going on, while, while the cops are looking for this prankster and the Duke of Wellington is running around fucking treating London like he's fucking his own hunting area. His fucking hunting ground. A peculiar report from the, from the Britain Gazette told how a gardener in Rose Hill, Sussex, had been scared shitless by an unknown creature. So the Times wrote that Spring Hill Jack has... It seems found his way to the coast, and even though the report had very resemblance to other accounts of Jack, the incident occurred on April thirteenth, the day the day before the newspaper came out. Yeah, when it appeared to a gardener, so the so Springfield Jack appeared to the gardener in the shape of a bear or some other four footed animal, having attracted the gardener's attention by a growl. And then climbed the garden wall and ran along it on all fours before jumping down and chasing the gardener for some time. Imagine you're just fucking doing gardening shit. Gardening, you know, you're just whistling, having the time of your life. And then you just hear this growl. You're like, what the fuck? And you see this four footed fucking 10 foot long piece of shit animal on four running on the fucking <laughs> wall and then he jumps down and he starts chasing you for some time first of all this shout out to this fucking gardener for having this cardio yeah he his cardio was up bro so he, he so he was just chasing after him and then i guess i don't know if spring hill jack got tired or he just like all right this is enough i, I, I scared I, the fuck out of, I, the I the fuck out of him he just climbed the wall and dipped the gardener was like, what the fuck? And he reported it, and then, you know, it came out in the newspaper. Talk about jump scares, bro. Fuck this film. He's, I'd rather get murked. I'd rather get got. He is literally a, he is he is literally a jump scare. Yeah. In the flesh. Yeah. Piece he, of shit. So as time went on, the reports of Spring Hill Jack started to get more ridiculous. With some claiming 
that he didn't jump. Sometimes he was just flying. <laughs> he was just flying. And other times he was right, just I'm out, bitch. he was just flown in the air for moments at a time scaring the shit out of people. So, you know, people are just adding their own shit to the fucking Spring Hill Jack lore. You know, but as the stories became more and more ridiculous, the fear of Jack started to wane. And by the turn of the century, he was thought of less of a real thing, but more of a boogeyman, something you used to scare your kids. And his final sighting came in 1904. But before that, during the 50s and 60s, 1800s, of course, Jack was seen all over England. And in the 70s, the army had the army got involved. And they set traps to catch him after the scared sentries reported being scared shitless by the mat by Spring Hill Jack who jumped onto the roof of their sentry box. So they were just chilling. The sentry box they scouts chilling. You're just killing. And for those of you that don't know what a sentry box is, if you guys have seen the movie Friday After Next, you know when uh, Craig and Day Day. How they're sitting in that little... They work that, as uh, security guards. Yeah, you know when they're top Patrol. flight security of the world? Yeah. Remember that little cabin they were in? It's small in here. Now you big in here. Ain't this a bitch. I'm waiting on some action to jump off in here. You heard what Mr. Molly said? We top flight security of the world, Craig. Shit, not just the city, the world. Been jacked by Santa Claus, all kind of shit. They need security in the world, Craig. You know those, those shitty ass that little shit? Ass. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that that's a sentry box. So these so these soldiers, they were just chilling middle of the night, and they see something just running toward them, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And that thing, and so it was, it ended up being Spring Hill Jack, and he was laughing the whole time as he was going toward them, and he just hopped in the air. But they were inside, so they had the little window. They're like, "Where the fuck did he go?" And then he landed on the roof, and then according to them, he just started crip walking, and he all the footsteps, <laughs> and they got scared, and they just ran off, you know. So. They ran off, they told their, their commander, and then the army's like, what the fuck? All right, these guys fucking with us. We got to set some traps. What these traps were, I have no idea. The thing I'm imagining is they just put a shitload of bear traps on roofs. Hopefully, we'll just hop on one and just, just get land got. on yeah, one of and, and then it never happened. Fuck my foot! Another time in the 70s, an angry mob managed to keep up with, with the spring Hill Jack. Managed to keep up. He was jumping, and these—I don't know if they, they were jumping too. I don't know if they were parkouring with them, or I don't know what. But they—they kept up with them, and it was reported that when they cornered him, they shot him. He got shot. They saw him. He just oh, he laughed. Got caught. He, they shot him. He laughed. They noticed they did nothing, and he just hopped and bounced away. Whoa, whoa, whoa! They gunned him down, and he laughed. They cornered him, and I guess he was running, and they cornered him, and he's like, what the fuck? And he turned around. Time to get caught, motherfucker. And they shot him, and he just, bang. And he did his little maniacal laugh, and he just hopped away, and they were just like, okay, what the fuck do we do? We literally just caught up to him. Fucking Stevens over here took parkour classes, and he, we managed to stay up with him. We all took parkour classes. And he just bounced away. Hence so, the meaning. Spring time to bounce, in. bro. Yeah. Time to bounce. Till this day, it's really not known if Spring Hill Jack was an actual man terrorizing the streets of London uh-huh, while uh-huh. cosplaying as some steampunk supervillain, or whether he was an urban legend or simply just a ghost story that got way out of hand, like the Hammersmith ghost that I mentioned earlier, right? Yeah. Which... After all the publicity that the case had gotten, the man responsible for faking to be the Hammersmith ghost came forward, and his name was John Graham. He was an elderly shoemaker, and the reason why he was out there scaring people was because he had been pretending to be a ghost to scare his apprentice by using a white sheet. Why was he scaring his apprentice? Because the apprentice was scaring his kids. So he stooped down to his he level. He stooped down to his level, and this thing went too far, and someone ended up getting shot. You know, so people are like, maybe this is maybe this is Spring Hill Jack. It was maybe a ghost story that went too far. But whatever its deal of origin is, one thing is for certain. Spring Hill Jack will live forever as one of London's schoolish devils.
a Victorian demon. Even if even if it was bullshit, what explains the actual ladies who went fucking crazy? Some people think it might be mass hysteria. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some people maybe just wanted... Like, one of the things that happened with the... With a lot of these ghost stories in London... Remember, London was the epicenter of the world. At that time, London was the most... Was the capital of the world. That's where everything booming was happening. Right? So, there was all these, so it was the most important place in the world. And at the same time, there was all these people who were super poor as fuck... Who were unimportant living in the most important place in the world. Yeah. So maybe a lot of times they would fucking exaggerate some things just to make themselves feel important to someone or something. You know, maybe if you're someone who's dirt poor, you're working fucking 27 hours a day. You want to feel important. You know, you want. So you act crazy. Or maybe something happens to you. You know what I mean? Something happens to you and then someone's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what happened? And then. Someone, you say, oh, I got mobbed by what? I don't know. He looked kind of he looked kind of scary. He kind of looked like the devil. Okay. Someone builds up on that, builds on that, and then eventually becomes this mass hysteria kind of thing where everyone's like, yeah, yeah, it happened to her. It happened to her. You know what? It happened to me too. And they started adding their own things. Maybe they added, maybe Spring Hill Jack was a, a combination of things. But it's kind of weird how from the get-go it was always blue flames, jumping over things. He just slapped me around, felt me up, licked me or whatever. <laughs> Kiss me up. Yeah, and just bounced. Well, there's some skepticism behind that. No, you don't say. There's some. There's some skepticism behind that. While some people believe it's this fucking ghoul, ghost, hybrid motherfucker, there's other people are saying, hey, this is a true person. And I think the main motherfucker, who we think Spring Hill Jack really was, was, here's one of the rumors. And they all pointed all the fingers pointed to be like, yo, this is a man who is spring-heeled fucking Jack. And it was pointed to an Irish nobleman. The Marquess of Waterford. His name is Henry something fucking whatever. But he was known as a Marquess of Waterford. So why the fuck did they blame this guy? Well, as a main suspect, this guy named Haining suggested that this may have been due to him being previously having... Bad experiences with women and police officers. Now, the Marquis was frequently in the news in the late 1830s for drunken, brawling, brutal jokes and vandalism and was said to do anything for a bet. His irregular behavior and his contempt for women earned him the title The Mad Marquis. And it, and it is also known that he was in London, in the London area, by the time the first incident took place so this motherfucker had a reputation already right he'll start fucking fights he'll cop some fields on some fucking females you don't think i'll do it bro i'll yeah. do it bro bet. i'll do it bet. bro i'll do it and he'll do it and he did for it. a bet and he did it and he did it now in 1880 he was named as a perpetrator by e cobham brewer who said that the marquess so the marquis used to amuse himself by springing all right, springing on travelers unawares to frighten them. And from time to time, others have followed his silly example. So this motherfucker would just jump scare people out of the blue. Just as Spring Hill Jack would do. He'll jump out of the fucking alleys, fucking over houses, <laughs> and just scare people. Maybe that was a true story. They added on all this bullshit just to make it. More like you said, some people just seek attention. They're poor as dirt. They live in one of the most important fucking cities in the world, whatever. So they just added some oomph to their stories. Maybe the gardener was full of shit. So He's like, I just got scared by this random motherfucker. So do you think Spring Hill Jack was this guy? Hell no. Or Spring Hill Jack was a copycat of this guy? Well, that's the thing. Maybe he influenced people. But I'm not going to believe that bullshit. I'd rather believe a fucking flying bear. Scaring the shit out of people. Blinding people. Oh, springing, throwing, yeah, springing, springing copping fields, and fucking blue fire spinning out of his mouth. Which never burned people. It's more like a solar flare. Blinding motherfuckers. That's true, because the, the, the fire was blue. Yeah. And that's, blue fire is usually made with propane, right? It's not, I don't know. Don't know. 
Don't know, Moses. I don't know. I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> so that's like the quote-unquote like person of real, interest. Yeah, person yeah. of interest who they suspected to be the real Spring Hill Jack. All the other shit was just like all the paranormal things. Or all, just, they, they just took out hats from other stories, from other ghost stories there in London. Uh, but still, it doesn't change the fact that there was widely speculative paranormal explanations behind Springfield Jack including that he was an extraterrestrial entity with a non-human appearance and features, hence the retroreflective red eyes, the fucking fire-blue-breathing breath, and superhuman agility, which derived from higher gravity. So basically he was just this weird alien that came to live. Yeah, or he was a fucking demon accidentally or purposely summoned into this world by practitioners of an occult. Or who made himself manifest simply to create spiritual turmoil. So who knows? But behind this paranormal like fucking paranormal fuck, this is what they generally describe Spring Hill Jack. He was either alien, demon, either summoned accidentally or on purpose just to scare and cop some feels. And that is Spring Hill Jack for you. So before we end this episode... Um, Spring Spring Hill Jack is more it's more legend than man at this point. Correct, right? It's just more legend than man. Uh, I ended up buying two books, thinking it was going to be the story about Spring Hill Jack, and it was a story about Spring Hill Jack. Literally, a story about Spring Hill Jack because Spring Hill Jack became so famous, people started writing stories of Spring Hill Jack. They started writing them in the Penny Dreadfuls. Mm-hmm. Penny Dreadfuls were these. Penny, com- basically they were horror, horror books before horror books. You know what I mean? But these were really gory. These were like, your, this was basically worse than porn back then. You know what I mean? It was just like. How dare you read Yeah, this? how dare you read that bullshit? You know what I mean? So that's what, the, I bought two books. And apparently these books were for, were, for, were of uh, Penny Dreadfuls of um, Spring Hill Jack. And there was, I was reading one of them. Before, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to fucking do an episode on a story on Spring Hill Jack, but it's kind of good. There's little pamphlets, $6, Amazon. You should get it if you just want to read about tales. And the most of these Spring Hill, Spring Hill Jack Penny Dreadfuls are based on these accounts. So Correct. it's like, you know what I mean? So they, they deal, yeah, so they just deal with it. But in case, you know, it's holiday season, we're not supposed to be hanging out with family because COVID and shit. But if you are going to be hanging out with family... Please do it responsibly. And if you have nothing to talk about, well, let me throw some facts at you. Hell yeah. Hell as my yeah. brother would like to call them, fun facts. Fun facts. You know, for you, you know, in case you know your family member, in case you guys don't want to talk about politics, talk about this fucking devilish Sp- asshole. Talk about Spring Hill Jack. Oh, yeah. So Spring Hill Jack comes from English folklore and Victorian literature. In London... His name was associated with the boogeyman, which was meant to scare children into behaving. Parents would claim spring Jack would leap up to peer into the bedroom windows at night. So they're like, hey, you better, you better fucking eat, you, you better eat your little hot water soup and go to bed or spring Jack Jack's going to fucking look at you through your window. Right. And I'm assuming they'll leave the curtain wide open. You're poor. They ain't got curtains. All right, so they're fucked regardless. <laughs> they're fucked. So if you want, so another fun fact about Spring Hill Jack is the way he looked. You know, he he had a fucked up look. He had clawed hands, which are as cold and clammy as a corpse, as we've come to find out. Red ball with were red balls of fire for eyes. He wears a cloak with a helmet and a tight fitting white garment. You know, so you could just roll up to the party. You don't know who Springfield Jack is, and you just start dropping these fucking facts left and right. Spring Hill Jack. What could would also be able to breathe out, breathe out blue and white flames. Ah, white flames. White flames. And that's where they thought he was a devil. They're like, oh, he has phosphorus breath. Ah. So he was just able to, like, just on command. Spring Hill Jack never spoke. The times he did speak, it was only once, and it was with the story, the, our interest story, and he spoke English. Other times... They just said he had this high-pitched moan that he would just, I guess, make noises with. Yeah. And the only thing he could do was laugh. And there was this ringing laugh 
that he would release after scaring his victims and hopping away. But the weird thing is about this ringing laugh is that he, as he would laugh, it would echo throughout London. So everyone in London would be able to hear when he laughs like, oh, Spring Hill Jack attacked again. Okay, that's, that's scary. That's fucking scary. That's scary. There are some accounts, as we've come to learn, that Spring Hill Jack came dressed in first to appear like the bear. You know, like the most famous case was the gardener. Springfield Jack wasn't always dressed as a devil. Sometimes he came at you dressed like a bear. An owl bear? An owl bear, if you want to talk about D&D. Did you know? Oh. Obviously you didn't because we didn't mention it. But <laughs> did you know that someone was arrested during the Springfield Jack case? His name was Thomas Milbank. And he was arrested and tried at Lambeth Street Court because he claimed he was Spring Hill Jack. See, I'm Spring Hill Jack. The only reason he was not convicted, the only reason, the only reason he was not convicted, was because he admitted to not being able to spit fire. Why? Why would he do that? I'm Springfield Jack. They're like, really spit fire? Spit fire, motherfucker! And he couldn't do it. They're like, you're not Springfield Jack. Get the he fuck out rapping. of here. <laughs> Spitting fire. What? I'm pretty sure to beat his ass for lying, right? Behind the scenes. Well, I mean, he didn't lie. He wanted to be tried as Spring Hill Jack. And then, well, Spitfire. He's like, well, I can't. Then I like, fuck you. So they beat his ass. Um, Yeah, you're right. They beat his ass. In July of 1847, Spring a Spring Hill Jack investigation in Devon led to a man named Captain Flinch. Captain Finch. Oh, it's Captain Flinch. Captain Finch getting arrested. He was convicted of assaulting two women while wearing a skin coat, which looked like a bullock's hide, a skull cap, horns, and a mask. So this, they, in 1947, they arrested the dude. I don't know what the fuck he was wearing, why he was wearing what he was wearing. So, oh, we got Spring Hill Jack, but again, he could spit fire, and he couldn't jump. So, like, all right, you're just this weirdo. You're under arrest, but you're not Spring, Spring Hill Jack. And after the Spring Hill Jack sighting and Aldershot with the, with the soldiers... Yeah. Um, sentries were given ammunition and ordered to shoot Spring Hill Jack on sight if it ever appeared again. On sight. On sight. You better hope you're not wearing all white. But he never appeared. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. But uh, like he, they're like, yo, they're not gonna fuck with you guys no more. It's green light. Green light. It's just green light on Spring Hill. Spring Hill Jack, take his ass out. Damn, I wonder who told him. Spring Hill Jack. I wonder who told Jack, dude. What bitch. Another fun fact about him is that no one has ever been caught and identified as Spring Hill Jack. As you mentioned, we have rumors, we have conspiracy theories about who or what he could have been. But we don't know who. We have no idea. We have not ID'd him. Leaving some people to believe he was just a man. Copycats following in his footsteps decades later. Remember, he first appeared in 1837 and his last sighting was 1904. So this motherfucker was present for like almost 70 years. So it's either he was truly this extraterrestrial demon who did not age or it was multiple people copycatting as Springfield Jack, yeah. which would kind of make sense because remember, the early reports of Springfield Jack was just. Him jumping around, making like scaring people, making people crash the carriages. Later on, he was dressing up as this wolf, as this bear, climbing walls and just scaring people. So you know, that kind of lead that could probably be it. Where it's just like this copycat dude. It's probably it's probably like the shitty Batman. It's probably like the shitty Batman mantle, where it's like Bruce Wayne chooses who the next Batman's gonna be. Uh, Spring Hill Jack's like, all right, you have you, you got a sense of humor. Come here, let me tell you something. And he passes, and he passes down the torch. Another one, which le- the last fun fact that I'm gonna mention today, deals with your whole supernatural thing, okay, where okay. Springfield, Springfield, Springfield Jack is considered a phantom attacker, like the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Phantom attackers appear to be human, but they have extraordinary abilities, and are never caught by the police. <laughs> Their attacks are commonly witnessed by several people, but the creature's existence can never be confirmed. That is where we end our Spring Hill Jack episode.
see, now you know why I was kind of upset when they compared this to the Jack the Ripper before Jack the Ripper. I thought this motherfucker was murky motherfuckers. I thought this motherfucker would jump in front of you, slice your throat, and then jump off laughing. That's what I thought. He did in the stories. Not in, not in real life. Yeah, well, I wanted more. I don't know if you noticed the the similarities between the whole Jack the Ripper case and the spring in the spring healed yeah, London Jack case. It happened, females happened in London. Females never could be found. Always being escaped. Both times, both of the nicknames were given to by them the by the media. By the media. And remember, Jack the Ripper was well. I mean, Jack the Ripper gave himself the name. To the infamous Jack the Ripper from from, from Hell Letter. Yeah. And this happened in the late 1880s. In the late 1890s. And Spring Spring so Spring Hill Jack was still relevant. Remember, he started, his last signing was still 1904. Yeah. So what if he was just like <clears throat> reading or something? He's like, you know what? They're not taking me too serious. Or 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 that. Or <laughs> maybe it was just like this. Because we found out that from Hell Letter is fake. It was not written by Jack the Ripper. The, the letter that... Gave the name Jack the Ripper was not written by yeah. Jack the Ripper, right? It was obviously written by a prankster. What if this prankster was like, you know what? We have Springfield Jack. This killer needs a name. Jack the Ripper. So maybe what if what if Jack what if Jack the Ripper's name came from the Spring came from Springfield Jack? And 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 that's a cool little theory too. If you you know we're just obviously we're just making shit up here on the Weird History Even Tells podcast. But if it but if it makes sense, we're taking credit for it. What if Springfield what if Springfield Jack was actually upset that he wasn't being taken serious no more? It's like, you know what? I'm gonna start killing unfortunate. So what if Springfield Jack became Jack the Ripper? Ripper. Oh, good. Good. That that explains how Jack the Ripper got away. He'll jump his <laughs> ass. Just spring just springing Boing. That's, that's all it. you hear. Boing. Yeah, no one's gonna believe this bullshit. I'm thinking I'm, I'm liking this one. I'm gonna put a pin on this. You can put a pin? I'm gonna do some research. Hmm. So, um, thank you guys. Obviously, this is a, you know, just a fun little episode that we wanted to do. We wanted to take things a little less seriously because of our Albert Fish series. That one was a lot serious. Then we had the Alien one, which was, you know, bringing down the seriousness. And now we're just all out stupid with this one. But I hope you guys. It was a fun episode of the research. It was cool reading about all this shit. Spring Hill Jack, yeah. Spring Hill Jack. I, I like. This is the kind of shit I love. Like this weird, ridiculous shit. Like. Fuck! Smoke scaring did this, people. Did this really happen? I hope not. No, but like this, this is the kind of shit. You're like, how the fuck did? Why the fuck did the people allow this to happen? <laughs> and then fucking three years ago, we had these clown attacks. A hundred years from now, there's gonna be stories of like in, in LA in the 2017, just random clowns started appearing, scaring shit out of people. People are like, why the fuck are you scared of clowns? They have no powers. Just shoot them. That's what. That's what. How we're looking at shit back then. That's how. The future is gonna look bad at us. Look back at us with these fucking clowns. See, clowns didn't have fire breath though. This motherfucker did, bro. And they shot at him, and, and he, he laughed. We bounced. Literally, he bounced away. The only time I've seen a clown get attacked is that TikTok I showed you earlier. <laughs> that the clown just oh, it got slapped. slapped. That's the only time I've seen one of these clowns get um get anything done to them. Man, this motherfucking clown too. Look at him. Yeah. So if you guys again, if you guys want to see what who what spring. Hill Jack looked like there's many variations. You can go to our Instagram, Weird History, Eerie Tells Bod, Eerie Tells Pod. And while you're there, you guys can click the you guys can click the link in our bio. And now uh-huh, uh-huh. so you guys can rate and review us. We recently we're getting more reviews, we're getting more ratings, we're getting more interaction on our Instagram, which is fucking amazing. Um this episode was actually brought up by our by a listener. He told he told he mentioned Spring Hill Jack to me a few months ago. Yeah, I'm like, dude, this sounds right up our alley, and I tagged him on our in our in one of our posts. So if you guys give, if you guys have fucking topics you guys want to hear us ruin for you, just let us know, and we'll fucking ruin the shit out of it. Because you guys are doing the heavy lifting for us. If you guys send us a topic, that's one less thing we have to worry about. All right, cool. Now we know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, right. Spring Hill Jack. Spring Hill Jack. This, this is fun. This is a fun one. So if you guys have any other weird weirdo ones, send them our way. And um, if you guys don't have anything else, you don't have anything else to talk about? No. It's well, it's it's our time to bounce, bro. Oh, I like what you did there. Yeah, we're bouncing. So, so with nothing else to add, I hope you guys are having a good weekend, uh, a good holiday weekend. Remember, uh-huh. remember, you're not going to buy a PS5, so don't get in line. 
just to order it online because I know there's people. I'm whatever. Um, you know what? Do whatever the fuck you want to do. I hope you guys enjoy yourselves. Have a happy holiday week. It's not my fucking problem. Have a hop, have happy hoppy. Have a hoppy. It's very hoppy. Okay. Okay. So you try to one up me. No, I fucked up. I was, I was supposed to say happy, but I said hoppy, but I played it off. Okay. You, well, you, well, you played right. off pretty good. All right. Pretty good. All pretty right. good. Pretty so good. I'm going to end the All right. Thank you, guys. And as always, we are the Weird History. Your retail pod. Pod.